What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 43 of the Loofcast. Today, we're here with Eden. Uh, I, I, I didn't really think the intro there. Oof, you got anything? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> welcome Today back. Today, we're here with Eden. Today, we're here with Eden, and she is from a company that... Uh, Camel for iPad. With in, yes, Camel yes. for iPad in uh, at TwitchCon. TwitchCon, um, So this has been... We, we've kind of hinted at that this was kind of coming... Um, but we couldn't really, we didn't want to really say much. We didn't want to spoil it, but, um, Eden, how are you doing today? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me. This is a new podcasting experience for me here in VR chat. So I'm really excited. Um, I feel like we already had so much fun in the pre-show, so I'm excited to get this show yeah. started. <laughs> oh, it's a great time. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh Oof, you want to start out? Um, yeah, sure. So usually what we do here uh, at the beginning is we do small talk. You know, we do we I just talk about talk. how our week, we how our week has gone. So you know, we'll kind of just go down the line here. We'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Lucy. How has your week been? I've told the both of them already. Uh, <laughs> here here's a quick recap, I guess. Absolute disaster. Uh, it's an absolute disaster. For those who don't know, California is currently going underwater on the coast, uh, and I live on the coast. So, um, LA is currently having, like, record flooding. Uh, San Francisco, where I am, we had an earthquake on Friday. We had record storms throughout the weekends. Our downtown is currently underwater. Uh, 90% of the city lost power, uh, Sunday night into Monday morning and throughout, like, the day Monday. Uh, for context, if you want to know what 90% of the city means, it's, like, the entire northern, eastern downtown, the entire western side, and then the southern side all lost power so like that That sounds like a great user experience it was amazing (laughs) yeah the entire city grid just kind of died um but you know great greatly enough i was at work when the power grid crashed uh so that was fun um oh yeah yeah well you want to know the most painful part of it yeah in my department we have we have crash kits uh for like you know power outages or system outings um because i work i work retail Mm -hmm. currently um and you know the main kind of, the main kind of thing is we will only shut down for the apocalypse. Mm, like it yeah, doesn't right. matter what happens, like, our waffle, store stays waffle open. House waffle House, Waffle House. I was literally just thinking no. About we waffle House. like yeah, here's the thing. Literally. I work at a local company to San Francisco and L.A. We are the Waffle House of the West Coast. We will shut down for the yeah. apocalypse and nothing else. Because while this rainstorm is going on, like mind you, we have a construction zone outside of our, uh, outside of our, uh, our thing. Your Quest Two's battery is low. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's fine you're on the plug you're on the yeah. plug you're fine but we had a we had um uh we had like a we have a construction zone outside because they're currently doing some work right next to our building um and the windstorms took down the entire fence line to it blew it into the road part of our signs broke off and we're flying down the road uh which a piece nearly um oh actually a piece of it <laughs> was found by my coworker who brought it in and it's like oh, this wow. shattered off sign that's just like got the sharpest pieces on it, which is really funny. Um, of course. Of oh, it's course. great. But uh, it was just all that, you know. Monday was great. It was. It was all a disaster. Um, <laughs> it was all a disaster. You know, I had to sit in my car for a few hours after work Sunday night to deal with some other work things, uh, and it was just, uh, you know, it was a disaster because my car's like shaking the whole time. We're having like twenty-five to forty mile per hour winds. Uh, the rain is like pouring down. It's like almost hailing, and it's just it. It really felt terrifying. Like, redwood trees were coming down on the northern side of the bay. Uh, our Golden, Golden See, the, Gate Park was losing uh, trees as well. The funny thing is, is that he was telling me this earlier before the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like just a normal summer day in, in the south. I was going to say, yeah, like, in Florida, that's like in Florida, that's like an average hurricane system. Yeah. And I, over here, I'm just like, yeah. we get this apocalyptic storm, like, once a year. Well, correction. Normally never, but last year and this year have both just been like, all right, screw it. Atmospheric river and everything goes to shit. Um, I mean, just yeah. think about it yeah. as a practice run for when we're approaching dystopia. Like, yeah, yeah, climate yeah. change is rolling up on us. You'll be ready. Like, you'll be ready, you know? Like, you're like, I, I, I got this practice run in early early 2024, so when it actually <laughs> happens, like, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll know what the action items are. No, literally. Like, exactly. I, it, it, we had to deal with the same thing because my workplace, my workplace is right by like the beach. Um, so, 
uh, last year when we were having like the really bad storms, uh, the beach actually, the tides got so high that it came over the beach and actually started flooding into my workplace area. So our parking oh. lots were under like a foot of water. Uh, everything was backing oh, no. up. Nice. And at the time I drove a Prius. So I, like me and a couple other of my coworkers heard over oh. the radio that the water was almost to our doors and we had to sprint into the back lot to go get our cars out of the water before it all went like, you yeah. know, before all of our engines flooded. We were stuck there for the night. But like yep. the entire yeah. area was flooding. It was just a nightmare. But you know, oh, yeah. that's been the short version of my weekend. <laughs> I need I need you all to know that wow. most of what I just said happened in the last twenty eight hours. <laughs> that sounds oh, yeah. very stressful. Yeah. yeah, it was a great time. Oh yeah, I'm on I like mean... six hours of sleep for the last two days. Yeah, how are you even here right now? I, I I'm be not. Like, you know, guys, I have to cancel. I I would have been like, guys, I, I can't do this. Yeah. Mentally, I'm just like <laughs> checked out into like into like another dimension. So I'm just here. <laughs> Um, I mean, my week is pretty boring. I worked, I I, I work at uh, you want we'll to trade weather? unnamed golfing uh, golfing range. Nice. Um, not <laughs> no really. All right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not gonna lie. I had clear blue skies and no, not a not a cloud in the sky. That sounds About, nice. You know, sixty degrees. I miss it's actually that. <laughs> pretty nice over here for the few days that it is when it's until it's 80 degrees next week. But and, you come, know what? I'm going to come fine. break into your house and sleep under your bed. I don't want to deal with this weather anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But no. Yeah, I got to say, I can't yeah. complain really because, I mean, it's cold. It got cold again, but I actually enjoy the cold weather. But it's been cold and clear, so it's really not that bad. Yeah. Really not I that like bad. I like the cold weather. I like the cold weather too. That's why, like in Florida, when everyone complains about when it's like 50 degrees outside, and it's like, oh, it's so cold, I need to bundle up. I stare yeah. at them with a hoodie and shorts on, and I'm like, what is? That's one of my favorite. Hello, because nice. 50, yeah. 50 to 60 is my average weather for San Francisco, and everyone's always like, oh, that's yeah. freezing, and I'm like, it's great. It's like, like that's 90 percent of the year. <laughs> but, yeah. Like that's my summer, dude. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in New York, it's either too hot or too cold. I feel like we get, like, maybe two weeks where it's between, like, 55 and, like, 68, which I feel like is, like, the perfect temperature where it's, like, not too hot and not too cold. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it just doesn't last for more than two weeks cumulatively throughout the year. And it's just, like, it Same. just immediately drops from, like, it goes from, like, high 70s to, like, low 40s and it's just like we couldn't get any in between weather like we just see, couldn't see it does the, nope just an immediate reversal here yeah it'll freeze overnight like it'll be 34 degrees at night right then the next day i wake up and i'm sweating you want to know I why because the heat is still on <laughs> and it's 81 degrees outside at 9 a.m and i'm like what what happened yeah <laughs> i didn't that, ask for any of this yeah that was my experience just before <laughs> twitchcon last year because i don't know if i told you this when we were talking at twitchcon but um my my trip to TwitchCon was just, like, a three-part trip. Because I went down to L.A. first to volunteer with a charity that I know there. And then I had, like, three days between L.A. and the Airbnb I had booked for TwitchCon. And uh, the Airbnb I booked for TwitchCon... Like, I didn't have anything to do in those three days. And I wasn't going to drive back to San Francisco and then drive yeah. all the way back down right. south to Vegas. So I ended up camping in Joshua Tree um, for three nights oh. um, between L.A. and, uh, and Vegas. Now, any, I had the... Any ayahuasca? Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I had. You, I had you don't the, have to answer that. That is fair. No, I had the same experience though with the weather. Uh, like at night, it was like you know mid thirties, uh, and then like you know day comes. I woke up Tuesday morning, and it's like one oh eight, and I'm just like, I hate oh, this so much. No. <laughs> Literally, it's like an eight, it's yeah. like a like an eighty degree temperature change in like six hours. Yeah. I'm just like, why? That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, is there anything else for for your small talk? Anything interesting that happened this week? Or I think the, in the only in the, interesting in the thing is is getting to pick up the Apple Vision Pro. But then again, and then right around turning around and being disappointed that I couldn't run VR chat on it. So that is yeah, fair. yeah. that is fair. Yeah, it, yeah we, it definitely we were talking like, about it before. Yeah, Go it ahead. definitely <laughs> seems like a like seems like a cool product in theory. They just need to do a lot more work on it. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's definitely like I definitely feel very lucky to get to have this like first run experience for sure and be able to like share insights. But like I my main takeaways are it is so heavy. It is so heavy. I was going to say, you got to make yeah. the front lighter because if it's weighing people's heads down, like, you know, that's that's not a yeah. good experience. 
But I do feel Which like I, I, I might try like laying down and like watching a movie or something, and that That's might be true. okay. But yeah, like, but for everyday I, use, like, I just don't think I don't think I can hold up for more than like thirty minutes without without being like, all right, I think I'm my neck is dying. Neck yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just gotta take I, it off before my neck admit, breaks. Yeah, I will admit that that that. That's a bit of a problem with the MetaQuest 2. But again, like I was explaining before, you can just get a third-party strap that actually helps with that problem. Yeah. Oh, and... no, absolutely. I'll tell you right now, like, watchers don't know this, but uh, Oof actually recommended a third-party strap to me that I'm wearing right now, first time trying it out. I actually don't feel like my head's going to collapse. Yeah, not sponsored at all in any way. They're not paying us to say this, but Bobo, the M1, 2, and 3 are amazing amazing third-party headsets if you're looking for one for both your MetaQuest 2 or 3 or Absolutely. i even think that it even fits the original one as well yeah um because like they, the front of the headset very is heavy on these, and very but it's cheap. like it doesn't feel heavy now to me like it yeah. feels very well balanced because yeah, sure. the back part of it also has some weight so it just feels like my head mm-hmm it's really I feel like nice. that's the ideal ideal situation for wearing a VR headset. It's because like you just don't want to feel like you're wearing something. Like they that's need to the add like, counterweight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need counterweight mm -hmm. if you're gonna put something that hangs off your head by about like five or six inches. Like the same with the Apple thing. You need counterweight on the back. You can't just put like a lightweight strap like Meta does because the lightweight strap is just like all right, cool. Now basically I've just hung this weight off the front of my head. Like. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, like imagine, imagine like putting like a like a one pound weight like right on your nose and just walking around like that all day. Like, it's not fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the bright side, maybe I will really build up some some neck muscles and and hey. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just trying to look at things from optimistically. So maybe no, I don't know what I'll ever like need like neck muscles for, but you know, it's <laughs> strong. <laughs> yeah, and just, it's just, like just it's, so, it's an extra limb to fight with, you know. That's right. Exactly. That's right. He swing That's like right. swing your head just Or for soccer, for for like, you know, um There you go. Heading the ball in the net. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There we go. We found we found a pro. We found we found uses. <laughs> uses for for extreme neck muscles. Yeah. So, let's get into the topic of today. Um we brought you on today. Let's talk about um We'll start with your content creation background. How did you first get into, you know, content creation? Uh, and how did you like discover, you know, things like Twitch and YouTube? So I first got started in 2016, joining a, a basketball podcast. I'm very into sports and okay. it was, yeah, this, this podcast called, um, it went through several iterations of the name. So when I joined, I think it was called the basketball analogy where it was just we were iterating a few different names and it's basically like a basketball group chat. And it's like, I was on podcasts with anywhere from like four to seven people at once. We okay. did a basketball show and we also had like a few different lifestyle shows. My favorite one being the Friday mailbag show where we just like take listener questions throughout the week and like answer them on Fridays. And I still do that one to this day. So I've been doing this podcast with some of my sports buddies, um, since 2016 and we're still going strong and it's just like one of the best parts of my whole week the questions are very unserious we answer questions like is cereal a soup is a hot dog a sandwich you know <laughs> like like very serious very is the serious ocean questions. a soup exactly yeah i mean no, that's it's the really best types just of like questions. seafood soup right uh, ocean is is actually just a giant seafood soup oh it is absolutely it. so if anyone says the ocean yeah. is not a soup you're wrong yeah, so a lot of power ranking, <laughs> like things like, you know, who is the worst character out of like all the characters on Seinfeld or, you know, just like really funny, unserious stuff. But it's like a great way to like connect with our audience because it's audience submitted questions. Um, and, and, you know, now that we're like six, no, eight years in at this point, the audience knows us pretty well and knows what kind of questions are would kind of like set us off to have like you know really fun or out of yeah. out of pocket discussions for some yeah. reason we just get really heated about about whether a hot dog can be considered a sandwich or not so <laughs> no that's yeah. fair that's that's a debate i would have yeah and i also yeah, see, do a segment on love and relationships so if you guys have any relationship questions happy happy to Ooh, talk to you guys okay that. yeah that is also okay, fair okay now i have to ask you did mention sports and basketball all right now, do you prefer college or MBA? 
<laughs> so I grew up being like this big Duke fan, like loved college basketball all throughout my college, like going to college. And then at some point, I don't know if it was just like, I, I feel like I outgrew it. I started watching way more NBA. I started playing a lot of NBA 2K. And then at some mm -hmm. point when you're just like watching so much NBA basketball, it's kind of hard to go back to watching college because for example, the shot clock, we it's still a 30 second shot clock. Like that's so long. And and it's like a 30 yeah. second shot clock yeah. and there are still shot clock violations. Like I'm, I'm just like, sometimes I remember in those early days where I kind of just like realized that I wasn't like quite as into college basketball as I used to be. And there's also like, you know, it's like I'm a grown, grown, grown woman at some point. And it's like, these are like 18 year olds, you know, like it just feels <laughs> yeah. a little like weird to be like judging them so hard on their performance. Like, I mean, I know that's what right. like sports, you know, sports analysts do. But I guess when it's like on a pro level, it just feels a little bit more acceptable to be like really like breaking down what these people are doing well and what they're not doing well when it's like you know i mean the the ncaa just now got nil like where you know yeah, yeah. i was about so, to say it's also probably yeah. I was about like, to say, you know, I think of, for some of these people it's a career versus you know some of them yeah like, exactly <laughs> yeah so I, I i like really struggled with that for a while but yeah with with nil i think it's like going to be really interesting because it's i mean it's already causing like such a shift in in, oh. in college sports like it's it's oh, pretty 100%. incredible yeah as a as a Georgia as a Georgia fan, uh, because I'm from the Atlanta area. Okay. I know right. I'm supposed to be a Georgia Tech fan. I know, but sorry, <laughs> sorry, just go dogs. Da -da 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 -da, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, the NIL uh, NIL deal, which if you don't know, Lucy is basically before this deal came out college uh, athletes could not make money off of their likeness that so I for didn't like know jersey about. sales and stuff like that yeah yeah they couldn't make money off of that's why yeah. the kicker if you ever heard of the channel destroying he was a kicker at usc um but he got um suspended indefinitely from the league because he had a youtube channel based on, yeah. his cha um, based uh, on this thing okay. so he had to either choose youtube or um Basketball. football and or he football. chose youtube I mean, it, it was ridiculous. And that's also part of why I like stopped watching college sports for a while because it just like felt gross. I'm like, these colleges and institutions and coaches are getting paid so much money. They're making so much money off of these mm -hmm. college athletes, but like they are not allowed to like accept one cent. Yeah. Like, and it's like nope. their their name, image and likeness that is being used to sell these jerseys, to, to like sell these tickets. And like, they don't get any of that. Like. And yeah. yeah, especially so, since they're the ones putting in like a lot of the work too. They definitely exactly. should be. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I I definitely like that that they're able to, you know, make their own money now. Um but like it just still feels so chaotic because it's such like a new concept right now. It's it got almost a long feels ways like Yeah, it almost feels like they didn't totally think through like how all of this was going to work. They were just like, all right, y'all can mm -hmm. do this now. But it's just like the wild, wild west. I mean, I love it for the athletes for sure. Like I love that they get to like get, have more agency. They can take on deals for, you know, to make them money. They can switch schools a lot more like, right. you know, easily without having to like sit out a year. Um, there's like the transfer portal now. It's like, it just feels like the athletes themselves get so much more agency, which I feel like is how it should be um it's yeah. just it's just so new and just so chaotic it's it's fascinating to follow it's really interesting um and it's mm -hmm. going to be really exciting to see sort of like i feel like in these next five years like where it continues to like how it continues to evolve for sure yeah, for yeah. sure it's something very new thing so it definitely be like it definitely has to be structured a bit better but it's a good thing for the it's a good as, yeah. it's good as a start yeah i think sure. the, the just the biggest the biggest problem now is a lot of companies and schools are abusing it now yeah, yeah. that's why it's got to be regulated better ludicrous amount of money at, at kids and being like hey if you go to the school i will give you 30 million dollars right now and yeah. then now they're locked into that school they can't leave right yeah and maybe that's they, what i mean by you know, like there's definitely like kinks that needs to be worked out yeah, i think for sure but, and it's also just like i don't know i feel like there's def like anytime there's someone with a lot of talent and it's a young person, there's always someone that is around them that is probably not giving them great advice and they don't yeah, know 100%. enough to like really know the difference at that time. So I just, 
it's just more from like a player protection sort of perspective that I'm like, it, it just feels like there's stuff that still needs to be sorted out for sure. Absolutely. Like, 100%. 100%. So yeah. But headed um, in the right direction. Uh, yeah. So. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I think I think eventually this system will be smoothened out. Uh, and it eventually it'll be good. But yeah. on that subject, um, how did you get introduced into uh, Camo Studio? So that's a great question. Um, I guess it all kind of is part of like my content I, content journey, which is like kind of like a buzzword that I like hate using a little bit. Like, but yeah, it's yeah. it is it is part of my story. So I never would have ended up at Camo if I never did podcasting. Um, in 2020, when the pandemic happened, I was doing the podcast. And so the podcast, the basketball podcast went to The Athletic, which is like this sports news um, platform, oh. or it was on its own. That yeah, recently got yeah acquired. I know The Athletic. Okay, yeah, cool. So we were, we were doing, I was doing basketball podcasts with The Athletic, but then when the pandemic hit, they cut back a lot of their contracting work and I was a contractor. So they were like, well, we're right. just going to have the people that we are on our staff do the podcast. Like we don't really need these extra, um, extra people. And like my producer was the one that like really pushed, to, like have me on to like get to do the, the shows, but it was kind of like out of his, out of his hands at that point. And I understand, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that contract life. So I was just kind of like at a crossroads and I was like still doing the the Friday mailbag podcast and like just sort of like I also do like yoga and I was doing like a bunch of like yoga video content on Instagram kind of like this was like before TikTok really took off. So it was like but it's right. all like in the style of like TikTok like shorts editing basically. Yeah. So I was doing mm -hmm. a lot of like video content for like yoga like I was I'm a yoga teacher so I was just like sort of building out like my yoga presence and like doing a little bit of podcasting on the side still. And my yoga mentor like asked me to like produce a yoga podcast for her. So I, you know, I wasn't on the producing side, but I was like, I mean, why not? Like, why not give it a try? And it was just like a little recording, a little chop chop, you know, add a little intro music, cut out some, you know, cut out the bloopers. And I got some, I got started doing like a little bit of podcast producing then. And then I was like, well, all right, I kind of like need a job, right? So because yeah. <laughs> the, yoga, the yoga teaching also kind of got cut back during the pandemic because we couldn't be in studio. Yeah. And it's like everyone was sort of trying to figure out how to like go digital. And I thought about that's actually when I first made a Twitch account was I was like, well, maybe I'll just stream like yoga videos and like teach yoga over Twitch. Lot, but yeah. yeah, but um, it, it's um. It was a lot to try to take on by myself. And so I started to look for roles where I could utilize sort of like my skills of getting to do podcasts and engaging with like a podcast community and like the yoga community. So I technically like I'm also community manager at Camo. So okay. like mm -hmm. the, we're looking for someone to run the customer success team and that fit in with like a lot of my past experiences. When I lived in New Orleans, I did a lot of event operations and was like doing like trainings for and like hirings for for like event activations. And so it it was like I feel like my I have a lot of customer support experiences in working with people. I have really strong communication skills. I have this podcasting experiences and camo was a video. We started out as a desktop product that allowed people to use their iPhone as a webcam. So they wanted someone that was comfortable doing video content. And I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I got totally, yeah, I was like, I'm not, you know, doing a lot of talking head videos, but I'm totally fine being, I'm totally fine talking and I'm totally fine being on video. I, you know, right. I feel like I can do this. And like also sort of cringy like phrase is like, I, I feel like in some ways it did feel like fate. Like it just felt like it was the right opportunity that popped up at the right time for me that happened to match up with my skill set and now i am almost three years in and i i love working in tech i love getting to do videos and like i'm hosting and producing my own live streams for camo i do a lot of testing with the product so part of that is doing some twitch streaming on the weekends for fun um and it's it's just become part of my life and I, I love it. So that's sort of how I ended up in tech and, and doing video content and video marketing for a tech company. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, 
I feel like a lot of um, people that get into marketing get, kind of have this, like a similar path of where they fa fall in love into the industry, where they they started off in the industry themselves, right? Like, I mean, whether quite it's literally, streaming, that's, doing podcasts. That's what I'm doing right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, I getting, just picked up a job in the last month for marketing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that's, it, like, sort of the best way to get into oh, an industry is. is to just do it, especially if it's video or podcasting, which, like, it is only growing, like, right now. Like, the number of podcasts popping up by the day, the number of people that are popping up on YouTube, live streaming on YouTube, live streaming on Twitch, we just keep seeing those numbers grow up and go up. And so what's been really cool is also to see that companies are looking for people to fill roles that are, like, internal content producers for oh, yeah. companies so it's I like mean, if you're oh, already 100%. doing it then it's like you can put that on your resume you can show them your youtube channel like even if it's like not like the like most professional yeah but it's like it you're showing the people skills what you can what you do. do yeah exactly you're like, like i can do this editing i can produce this live stream and that's a skill set that is like people companies are looking for right now for sure Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we yeah, were talking like, about this on the last episode as well. Like, you know, this is, mm -hmm. like, truly a new age. Like, you know, give yeah. it, like, 30 years ago, none of this was possible. And now it's just, like, mm -mm. this is such a commonplace in almost everyone's lives that it's just, like, yeah, this is, like, becoming a real thing. And the world is very quickly adapting into it. Yeah. Like, for an example, for me, I, I, one of the industries I've always been into is uh, esports. I, I love esports. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, the one I'm I'm really into is uh, Rocket League, RLCS. Yes. Okay. And we're we're having a bit of an off year this year. It's because Epic laid off a bunch of people with and within the within their company, and yeah. a lot of those yeah. people were involved with Rocket League. So yeah. We're having some issues at the moment, but we're sorting them out. We're sorting them out. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the things that um, I find that was kind of hard was trying to get find a way into that industry, right? Like I went to an RLCS event and I saw all the different jobs that would be possible to work in that industry, such as like things you don't even think about. The camera operator that works yeah. in the arena for, for commentators, right? You yeah. know, the person that runs the Twitch stream, right? Make totally. sure everything goes smoothly and all that. There's so much more I, to it than, you, um, than most people imagine. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so the first thing I started doing was a friend of mine introduced me to um, um, one of his friends that he used does Rocket League tournaments with. He, you know, he has a little little scoreboard set up, right, and has uh, just hosts tournaments with his viewers. So yeah. he had a big tournament one day, so I decided um, he, he wanted to help because nice. he all of the games he needed two streams for he, he yeah. couldn't contain it all on one stream it would right. just take too long right so yeah that was my first intro introduction into the industry i got to commentate for a tournament and i'll have oh, the green screen is up. so cool oh yeah 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 I, that was actually really really fun i got to commentate two of the days of, nice. um, yeah, of the dude. event that's a great but, way to like um, like hone your like Oh man, because I grew up wanting to be like a sports commentator, so I'm like, oh my god, yeah. you got to do like game commentary? That is so cool. Which I guess that's kind yeah. of what I do when I'm doing my own Twitch streams, but I don't really think about it that way when it's like myself, yeah. you know? It's like when you're exactly, commentating on like right? other you're... events, it's kind of like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like the first kind of professional setting that I, I, I mean, I even got my suit dry cleaned for. <laughs> for nice. Nah. There you uh, go. To get to get the you know get to get the green screen up and everything. Yeah. So. You gotta run it. Um, and, and and it's so funny because the the stream, I'll admit, it looks good for for what it for what it was, and I and I had to set it up in like two days. It looks pretty good. But the amount of scuff setup that people don't see behind the scenes, I think, oh. is just so hilarious. Because there's so yeah. much that people will never see when it comes to stuff like that. Like, there's so much, like, yes. setups that go wrong and everything else. Yeah, Especially so, like, my friend... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my friend doesn't have a webcam at all. At the time, he only had a gaming laptop. So I was like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to use a program to use your phone as a camera, right? We nice. used his phone as a camera, got a green screen. Uh, I literally told him, go grab a sheet. That's a, yeah. that's a, just a solid color. Hang it up on your wall, and I'll chroma key it in. It worked perfectly. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, see, like... those are skills. Those are, that's skills right there. Like, people don't, 
think about all they see that is the end product so much of the time and mm -hmm. it's it's actually just like what you said like the solutions that you found for your friend like sort of impromptu is what it sounds like is like it's like yeah that's that's so cool that that you have like all of these tools in your back pocket that you were just able to like be like hey you this is what you can up. do to look yeah exactly like mm -hmm. so no that's awesome <laughs> no it's great oh yeah for sure and i will say there's one question that we skipped over what question did we skip over nobody here explained what camo for ipad is Oh, I oh, guess yeah. that's well, my I was job. Gonna right? get into that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you were gonna get into that because I noticed you asked yes, like, I "How was, do you get I into was. it?" I noticed you asked like, yes. "How did you get into it?" And then everyone's like, "Well, what is it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna do the introductions of how she first, uh, you know. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's got fair. Into the company, and then we were gonna talk about. That's fair. So, yes. I, I misread the what? schedule earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's all worry. I'm also like a big fan of like natural tangents when when it comes. Oh, this is like. ADHD central oh, podcast. Both of, both yeah. of the hosts here yeah. have ADHD, so this podcast oh, is usually I mean, tangents. Same. I'm raising. I'm not in VR, but I'm raising my hand right now. Like, yeah, I'm that person. <laughs> that's like, I'm like editing a video, and I'm like, hmm. I just get distracted. It, it really takes a lot for me to like rein myself in. Yeah. What's am, that I'm light in the corner? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like, did I just like hear something? A sound go off? I should go check on that, right? Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Videos. Yeah. Video that should have taken 15 minutes is done like five hours later. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just yeah, maybe yeah. They, people don't need to know. People don't need to know how long it took. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. So yes, would you like to explain? Um, it doesn't have to. It, you you can do it in any length that you like. Uh, explain a little bit about how camo for iPad works and uh, what it can be used for. Yeah, sure. So Camo Studio for iPad. So I mentioned earlier that we have our, our original product is a desktop product for letting people use their phone as a camera, which is cross-platform now, by the way. Um, but mm -hmm. so I guess I should start with a desktop product because it kind of like leads into like why we decided to do the iPad experience. Um, okay. So the desktop product currently, it is basically next level next gen i think is the word we use next gen camera software like so when we were doing pre-show oof i remember you saying that you have a few different webcams i think you said the logitech c920 is your webcam have you tried Correct. out the software that comes with it i have and it's a little finicky i, I will admit yep. it's, it's very finicky to operate and it takes a lot of resources I used to, to use the C920. So, it is definitely And it has like three features too, right? Like yeah. it, it yeah, lets you exactly. do like the yeah. bare minimum of So basically what Camo does is we're like Camo for desktop fills a void that exists for for easy to use camera software. Like it supports any camera you can connect to your computer and you can fine tune all of your adjustments. You can get background um, like background blur, which is totally adjustable. You can totally do a full privacy blur. You can do virtual green screen. You can add overlays to add like text or lower thirds to your camera view that you can like bring in, then bring into like Zoom or anywhere that you're doing video. So that's our desktop product that we, uh, we have been working very hard on since I started at Camo. But at mm -hmm. some point, like we got we just started to get way more requests for people that wanted to be able to run camo from their ipad instead of the computer because i mean ipads are and tablets are becoming you know stronger by the day like everyone is all about that mobile mobility right yeah. everyone wants it's to easy be able to move to a pc like, or a laptop exactly like yeah. i mean yeah i so i am primarily like i love my laptop i still i i love the laptop experience but i I'm just am very yeah, I'm aware, though, that, like, you know, kids these days growing up, like, they grow up on tablets, on, on smartphones. The tablet like, children, yes. Yes, it's, yep. it, and it, mm -hmm. it's such an intuitive experience to so many people now, and we just got so many requests for people wanting to use Camo on the iPad that we were like, all right, well, we should, like, think about making an iPad product. And then when iPad OS 17 was announced that they were going to start allowing, like, you to run multi-camera sessions on the iPad, which is allowing you to do more than one video at a time. We were kind mm -hmm. of just throwing it around as an idea for like, for fun, for funsies, because we were like, what if we just like <laughs> made a camo? Cause like also multi-camera people wanted to be able to do picture in picture on yeah. camo studio on desktop, which is actually right. not, not available yet. We're working on it. 
we're working on it, guys. Don't worry. Get um, but, but because the iPad with the iPad 17, like iPad OS 17 announcement, it was easier to start there with picture in picture and multicam because of, I mean, I'm not a dev, but according to my work bestie, who is a dev, that it was just sort of like a seamless building experience. And because building stuff on iOS is different than building stuff for macOS. And oh, oh yeah. Next thing yeah. I know, I turn around and we have this really cool app in testing and it can do picture in picture. It can, you know, you're able to add text and it's just like a full scene editor experience on the iPad. And the iPad, as you guys know, are, you know, I mean, I have my iPad is M2. My laptop's only an M1. Like the, these are really yeah. powerful these are really powerful machines. Like it's it's oh, basically a computer. Like it has all the same specs as, I mean, even better specs than than many, many laptops on the market. It actually sure. has definitely better specs than the laptop I'm using right now, which yeah. I'm not even sure how it's actually still running. But <laughs> that is let's fair. not jinx myself. Yeah, let's not jinx myself. Back yeah, to the iPad. Say, like I said, a little ADD, guys. <laughs> a little bit ADD with, 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 uh, <laughs> with the conversation and just life in general, but... It yeah, so, to go. yeah, so we just we we started testing the product and it was just sort of like this an idea that we weren't even sure if 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 we should launch it. And then one thing led to another and it just got cooler and cooler. And now we just released an iPad 1.1 update that has way more features like full on scene editor. You can easily add borders. You can add images, text, um, video backgrounds. Like you can do like two camera sources and it's it's basically a streaming tool and all you need is your iPad. Yeah. And I mean There you go. Well that like leads me to something else too. Like it's A, I did test that out at TwitchCon and it is a really cool application. Like I don't have an iPad, so obviously, you know, I can't do anything with the actual application, but um I did get a chance to test that out and try it out uh, while I was doing it at TwitchCon. It's a really cool application. It gives you like so much inter uh, interactability, like almost, I would say it kind of rivals like, you know, a lot of the desktop streaming stuff like Streamlabs, OBS. It definitely rivals that, in my opinion, at least, um, with the amount you're able to actually do with it. Uh, but also, it's like, it leads me to like another topic where it's like, you know, a lot of people, like, I mean, this has been said before, but like, you know, people are always like, oh, I don't have the right tools for streaming. And I'm just like, quite literally, you could become a content creator on anything nowadays. And this yeah. is like a great example yeah. of it. Like, previously, people have said, like, oh, you know, I don't have a good PC. I can't do content. And I'm like, quite literally. Like, nowadays, like, you, all you need, for example, you have an iPad, you can become a streamer. Easy. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. it's, everything you need is right there at your fingertips. And it's really cool to just see a lot of this innovation, like, spreading away from computers now and onto, like, you know, iPads, iPhones, like, and just thousands of these other applications. But, like, the, the main thing about the iPad experience is, like, it's so much more mobile. Like if you want to stream while you're traveling, like think about like not having to bring your whole computer with you. Like oh, being yeah. able to stream from just your iPad with like a webcam hooked up to it is like just so much easier on your back for the amount of equipment you have to carry around. Like I'm planning this year to like, my, my travel kit is I just picked up some Rode wireless microphones and I'm pretty much just gonna go either iPad and iPhone combo. I might bring like one like webcam or something, but I'm not planning to, I, I'm really setup. hoping. Yeah, I'm, I'm really loving the idea of not having to bring my whole entire setup. Like it's just the computer needs so much stuff hooked up to it and so much power. Um, yeah, so I, I, sure. I'm just really excited to, to be able to lighten the load when it comes to traveling. For sure. And you mentioned yeah, earlier, you might be biggest... going to switch kind of again this year. I'm I'm want I am I am totally already lobbying for TwitchCon. I loved the TwitchCon experience last year. It was my first TwitchCon and I actually was like super unsure what to expect going into it because I'm like very casual. Like I'm a gaming casual. Like so casual that mm -hmm. I didn't even have Steam installed, as you guys know. <laughs> like, you know. Welcome back. Eden crashed. My headset died. <laughs> Everything went wrong in about a five minute span of time. Um, where were we in the conversation? <laughs> I have no idea because we I feel like we kind about... of just kept talking through. <laughs> yeah, we're, we were talking about uh, TwitchCon. That's right. Like, I asked. Oh, I said. Yeah. I, I said. Yeah. You're planning to go back to TwitchCon, right? 
Yeah, so yeah. the TwitchCon, I, I remember, so I was like kind of nervous going into it because first TwitchCon, I had no idea what to expect. I'm a very casual, casual streamer. I didn't even know what poggers meant until about a year ago. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I was like, oh, I don't know. People at TwitchCon, they're all gonna like, they're gonna just tell that I'm not one of them. But actually it was like such a good experience and there were so many people that were just like interested in getting into content creation and streaming that I was like, oh, this is actually like- It's easier. Just, yeah. Like everyone was yeah. really friendly. Everyone I met was super cool and everyone was just like, like it would just felt like such a cool com creator community that like was not at all what I was expecting. Like I just, I don't, I just thought it was going to be super gamery and everyone be really focused on gaming stuff, but it was actually a lot more focused on the creator side of things than yeah. I expected. It's more so like a passion than gaming when it comes to it, like when it comes to that convention, yeah. which is why I love going to it. Cause everyone's always just like, so like hyped to get more into the creator space, meet more people and everything. And yeah. it's always such a fun time. Like I, this is one of my favorite things from 2022 specifically uh, when it was in San Diego the last time. But uh, I met a good friend of mine now, uh, uh, Nate. He's the third night on Twitch. But um, I met him on Sunday. Uh, or I met him on Sunday at TwitchCon. Uh, I was just kind of walking around. I was like, you know, watching one of the uh, one of the foam pits. People were like sword fighting. Um, nice. And I was away from my friends at this point, so I was alone. And I ended up uh, like, you know. Me and uh, Nate and his group ended up next to each other. We started talking a little bit, and then I would, like we got to know each other a tiny bit. And we was like, I was like, "Yo, my group's kind of fucked off. Uh, Y'all mind if I y'all mind if I hang with you?" And they were like, "Yeah." So we like hung out for a majority of Sunday. Went through like a few booths and stuff, artist alley and so forth. Uh, and I ended up getting their phone numbers down because I was like, you know, they're cool. You know, let's let's talk. Let's do yeah. some vibes at some point. And this is like one of the most spontaneous things that I've done, and I want to do this again this year. But keep in mind, Nate and I met on Sunday at TwitchCon for, like, three or four hours, right? Yeah. Monday, the next day, he's flying out. But, like, mid-morning, I text them, and I'm like, yo, do you want to do an escape room today with me and a friend of mine? Now, mind you, he's met me for three hours. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he's never met my friend. And this dude just texts right. me back and says, yo, I'm currently at the airport. But my flight doesn't leave for like six hours. I've checked my bags. If you're cool with it, you can pick me up and we can do an escape room. And I'm like, oh my god, bet. that's so, so cool. We, it was amazing. No, we drove to the airport. And I was like, and I like, and Nate like comes out the uh, comes out the gate, gets in my car, and we're just like, all right, off to do a wild west escape room. So we get to the escape room. <laughs> uh, he gets locked in a jail cell with me, and then my buddy's on the other side. So oh my god, he's he's met me for three hours at this point. Already driven yeah. with me and a friend in my car after not knowing who the hell we are except for like a three-hour interaction, right. and then he's yeah. willingly he willingly lets himself get locked in a jail cell in an escape room. I was about to say now y'all are in a jail cell together. So. Literally, literally, it, it was the best experience <laughs> ever, and it's actually given me like a really good video idea for this year. But I think this year I'm gonna try to like just get like a, fr a few creators who just have never met before, and I think I'm gonna try right, and get I'm everybody in. to do an escape room together. You wanna? I'm in. I'm Bet. in. Yeah, let's do it. I think, I think I'm going to try and do it on Monday, like, right after the con. Just be like, or I'll do it, like, either one night after the con or something like that. Like, I'll do, like, Sunday or Monday night, and I'll just, like, I'm going to get, like, I'm going to try and get, like, four or five creators who just want to be, like, y'all want to do an escape room together. And so, we'll just run so that. on that note, flying, taking the red eye out on Sunday, big mistake. Yeah. Don't no, recommend it. I, I don't the, recommend yeah. it. The way <laughs> I always do it is I do, I do a Wednesday to Wednesday deal. Um, yeah, so like I get, smart. I go in Give on Wednesday. Space. Yeah. Well, it gives me Thursday. I can do badge pickup and just get to know the general layout of what I want to do. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the con. And then I have yeah. Monday to rest Tuesday to explore the city or do whatever. And then I have, we leave Wednesday and I'm like, okay, that's so it gives smart. me time yeah. for everything. But I like think, I said, yeah. at the time when I booked it, it sounded like it felt like a great idea to take the red eye out, get home early. But like, I was so exhausted I, and I got no sleep on that red eye. I was like, never again. Never yeah. again. It's yeah. painful. Yeah. But yeah, I like. I'm definitely. See, gonna, why... I'm definitely gonna bring a few creators to do an escape room together this year. That's why I wish more conventions. That's why I'm so excited that Tampa, uh, the city that I live in, is now getting a lot more developed. I just wish there was more stuff that more we conventions. could do on the West Coast. Man, yeah. there's just nothing to do out here, man. Pod like Pod the only Fest thing, is in the Orlando. only. Podfest. Yes. Did you hear about... Yeah. The, the, 
Confest and PAX. That's the yeah. only two conventions that come to the East Coast. Yeah, it's tough. No, um, because I, I'm looking at like the events list for this year and it's like, oh, which ones are like easy to get to? And in none of them, because none zero. of them are on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. none of them. Yeah. It's always difficult. Um, yeah, uh, I will say um, one thing that you, uh, another uh, dynamic that you might want to, uh, you know, invest some time in looking into is the esports scene. There's a lot of creators out there, like you know, going to esports yeah. um, events and stuff like that, that are looking to get into content creation or are content creating there. Like oh, uh, okay. I went to. I went to RLCS Boston, which is yeah. one of their, they have basically three or two major events, right? Yeah. Where all the teams, all the best teams from the region come in and do a major, right? Um, I was there in the, at their Boston event because my uh, aunt lived in a nearby state. So I had a place to stay yeah. and then we just traveled over. Right? Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, there was a guy there that um, he's never really been into uh, streaming before but ever since he started watching rlcs and some of the commentators and personalities that were there he brung his laptop and had his gopro connected to his laptop right oh, cool. but with your solution with your solution it would be a lot easier because all yeah. you'd have to do is carry, carry an ipad right exactly that, that's that's why that's why i really think that the, the the use case can be used for um an application like yours for things like um you know bike Say you're doing a charity run, right? Where you're, yeah. where you're either running a marathon or run, biking across a, a city or a country, something like right. that, right? Instead of carrying a huge 15 pound setup of, oh, I need this to make sure I have Wi Fi all the time, the, wi the hotspot is there. All you need, hotspot, iPad, boom, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and I also love that I, I appreciate you putting the esports events on my radar because I definitely mm -hmm. didn't think about like I know esports events exist so actually a little funny thing is I used to go to major league gaming tournaments in like the early 2000s yeah. like yeah <laughs> like Halo 2 like that's back when yeah. Halo 2 was like the major sport like I remember meeting Gilbert Arenas at MLG Ooh. Orlando in 2007 <laughs> Yeah, so this is when like yeah. Final Boss was like the big team, um, like Ogre One, Ogre Two, Balshi. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so esports. Yeah, I never, I never thought that it would be, and like, I just thought people would go to esports to like watch the sports. But that's awesome to know that it's like there are people that are like looking to create content around like esports, um, like esports events. Like that's that's something oh, yeah, I never thought of. No, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The scene is, the scene is so expansive, and you can do you can do so much with it because, the, what one 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 of my ideas uh, with the sport, uh, with esports is trying to create like an application si sort of like ESPN, right? Like yeah. where you can find all the information that you need for whatever player, whatever right. esport that you want, right? And there are a yeah. few examples out there like Liquipedia and stuff like that, but they don't have like things like reporters on the field that can talk to these players right. and experience Yo, that would be and things. so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like actually have like an esports organization that you can, um, you know, get updates from. The There's like commentator the shows. Yeah, the go-to place for exactly. esports. And it's like, you know, there are people covering the events and like, that's that's a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a market for that too. Like. Oh, 100%. The problem, I think, the just the biggest problem of it is, is the cost of esports. Esports yeah. is, yeah. you you do not go into esports earning money. You it's it's a bleeder. I will yeah, fully admit that's, that. That's true. Um, but it's getting better. It's just that we have to the the companies, the parent companies themselves that host these events, have yeah. to be better with their community. They have to be. They do. Um, yeah. Because things like Overwatch, this is how things like Overwatch collapse, collapse, and oh. things like the Overwatch League collapsed because they were basically like, you give us two million dollars on this payout, or you can't play. Oh wow! Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> or you oh. do not play. And, oh my god! Um, yeah, so they just had to shut down because there were two teams, basically, that were willing to do it in the yeah. entire world. That's it. Yo, that's crazy. And probably. Though. 
Yeah, and probably those were the only two teams that could afford to do it. Yeah. Because to, that that's a huge investment. You're talking about $2 million just to get in the league. Yeah. You're not talking about that's plane insane. tickets, that is travel insane. times, you know, hotels, practice yeah. facilities, all that. It all comes into play. Man. Yeah. Yo, that but, is kind of crazy because, um, like, even me as, like, someone that just casually follows, like, gaming and esports, it's like, I know Overwatch is huge for, like, ever yeah. and then all of a sudden it really did just feel like no one was talking about overwatch anymore like yeah just kind of fell off like i guess and that's it, why yeah. i just never knew the backstory behind it yeah for sure and, and it's sad to see and uh, and unfortunately i think rlcs is starting to run into that same path where oh, it's no. not really we're not really money guarding it it's just yeah there we're starting to slow down a lot like there's yeah. a there's less events this year yeah um, it, when it slows down hopefully it hurts. but yeah hopefully, hopefully we'll come back we should be able to get better um yeah. and i will say this is probably about our time where we should wrap up um, I, yeah i was gonna so, say yeah definitely but is there anything anything you'd like to shout out you know like your twitch channel anything for camo uh now is your time <laughs> Yeah, well, if anyone is looking for a better camera software, Camo Studio on Mac or Windows, and if you're looking for an on-the-go streaming tool, check out Camo Studio for iPad. I'm Pikachu Lu across socials and on Twitch. I do very casual Ace Attorney streams in hopes that Capcom will finally give us another game. Take the devs off of Monster <laughs> Hunter. There are enough monsters to hunt. Just give us another Ace Attorney game, please. Um, that is yeah, fair. that's me. <laughs> I'm, I've really enjoyed this experience. I'm so glad that you guys had me on and I got to do this VR chat and we ran into a couple of hiccups, but this was really fun um, to get to do. And this was a fun conversation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, for anybody that. who's like, who wants to find all the links and everything, uh, Eden's Twitch and everything will be in the description as well as the link to uh, the camo sites. Um, so you guys can go ahead and find those in the YouTube description um, if you're listening to the audio only. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like we said, like we say at every video, make sure you download, you know, hit the like button, whatever, whatever the it is on, on any platform. platform. We're on YouTube, Try, Spotify, all you. different. Leave a comment. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. we're on, we're on Five uh, stars YouTube. on Spotify. You know? <laughs> yeah, YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, any Amazon device that I can't say because it's sitting behind me. As, as Bomani Jones likes to say, leave five stars because if you leave four, I'm inclined to believe that you're a hater. <laughs> you see, exactly. that's a good point. Exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that'll wrap us up here. Uh, yeah. We will see you guys in the next video. Yeah, February well, 29th. Right. The next episode. Leap year. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>